welcome to Star Wars Age of Rebellion. This is an RPG Storytime presentation of a campaign played over several years utilizing all three Star Wars role-playing books by Fantasy Flight Games. This is a grand campaign where everything you hear was decided by players in an epic-scale role-playing and strategy game, then turned into this production that tells the story one chapter at a time with occasional explanations of game mechanics. The episodes are shorter than most gaming podcasts because each session is summarized in the form of a story much like an audiobook. It begins with a small band of agents played by a few role players. As the rebel cell grows, more players are brought in to take on the roles of other operatives heading out on other missions and taking part in various battles. Every choice affects the direction of the story, both for the characters on the mission and for the overall story arc. And the ultimate fate of the Juvex and Senex sectors is up to them. The small band of rebels have followed the clues they heard in the cave of kyber crystals to a canyon in the wilderness on the planet Samoom. They are cautious, as they just overcame a group of people whose minds have been taken over by some great evil, and they spotted the ancient ruins of a people who may have been strong with the force on the canyon floor. The party left the surviving hunters behind to bury their friends whose minds had clearly been twisted by some great evil that came within the canyon valley. That valley was where the party of rebels were now descending along a narrow road in their newly acquired land speeders. When they reached the bottom, they went straight toward the middle, where they had spotted what appeared to be some ruins. They reached a point at which the rocky badlands walls narrowed so much they couldn't get through. So the party got out of the land speeders and walked. The steep rock hill walls opened up to reveal an enclosed area of ruins. Statuary standing upon carved stone littered the area and dark doorways pocked the short cliff walls. Occasional stairways led up to short platforms, or down into doorways. There was no sound but the wind. Jarn and Elor approached some of the statues and studied them. They had been worn down by the wind over time, destroying their details, including their faces. This gave them an even more ominous appearance, and kept them shrouded in mystery, as neither force-wielders could figure out if they were Jedi or Sith. Vresh stepped past the others and walked down the stairs into one of the openings. There he found a room with columns of pillars along each side, and a tall ceiling. Valina came in behind him and looked along the edges, finding ancient bones of people. Vresh, looking over the walls and pillars, saw that they were ornate and ceremonial, not worn down by the winds of time like the statues outside the Jarn and Elor were still studying. Huff and Rez, meanwhile, were watching the sides to make sure no one and nothing could sneak up on them. As Vresh and Valina stepped forward, they found a sarcophagus tucked into a corner. Outside, Jarn finally made out the features of the statue. It's the Sith. Twisted, dog-like beasts sleeked out of the crevices, both inside and outside, and charged at whoever was closest. Valina lit her lightsaber, and Vresh drew his two vibro-knives. They were swarmed by these monster dogs as they began swinging. Like the beasts they had seen in the woods, these canines looked like they had been partially turned inside out. Muscles ripped out of the front of their bodies, and parts of their bones were exposed. Their eyes bulged, and they frothed at the mouth with fury. Fresh sliced the ones that came at him. Felina managed to hold them off, but she was not used to her lightsaber. So Fresh came to help. Jarn and Aylor also came in to help. Lightsabers drawn and the four of them fought the canine monsters together. Outside, Rez shot the dog coming at him. 
but Huff had some trouble. He fired once and knocked down a pillar in front of it. When the pillar came down, he heard the dog yelp. It still got up and came at Huff again, but Huff couldn't take it. He switched his gun to stun and shot it, taking the beast down but not killing it. I want a puppy. I don't care if it's all evil and twisted right now. I can make it happy. It can be my best friend. It gets lonely in space. Once everything was quiet again, they went about searching the tomb. Felina pushed the lid off the sarcophagus and looked inside. There, she found a skeleton wearing the tattered remains of an old robe. She pulled out the robe and tried it on. And as she did, she felt a sense of evil and guilt course through her. Vresh, looking over her shoulder, searched the coffin for valuables and found some old jewelry along the edges, so he took it. Outside, Huff approached one of the other doors. Staring down into the dark abyss, he got chills and decided to wait until the others could go in with him. Jarn, meanwhile, explored a different entry with the others close behind. He found a hallway that curved over to the right. Inside, he heard the shuffling of feet. Jarn pulled back out of the entryway and told the others. Vresh then decided to take the lead. When he reached the corner, he saw a door at the end, and he heard the voice of an old man singing. The voice was alternating between a wavering tune and talking to himself. This caused Vresh to stop in confusion. Valina took the lead now and sneaked up to the door. She was as silent as she always was, getting to the door without making much of any sound at all. Nevertheless, the man's voice stopped singing and said, Ooh, visitors! Please, come in! Valina hesitated, but when the man said again, Please, do come in! Valina decided that, since he knew they were there, she might as well go in. She opened the door, and standing there was an old, ragged, bearded man, clothed in rags. Hello! Greetings! Look upon the glory of my home! He approached Felina with a broad smile, though his smell was overpowering. There was no glory to his house, but the man's face implied that he believed there was. Though Valina tried to hide her disgust for the old man's smell, he seemed to sense it as he stopped and said, Do you serve the master as I do? What master? Felina asked. The man answered, Ooh, the ancient lord, greatest of the mighty Sith. He will truly be happy to see new acolytes here. He said the final part while nodding to Valina's lightsaber. The old man's face suddenly contorted with fear. He began jabbering to himself. No, you must not stay here. Great evil lurks below. It's in the tomb, always in the tomb, and in my mind. The man seemed to snap into a different mood quite suddenly again. He smiled broadly and said, Yes, perfectly fine. Let me show you to the master. He always loves new acolytes, he does. I have been alone so very long. As he spoke, the old man led the way out of his hovel. He hurried along toward the opening Huff had approached earlier. Everyone followed except Rez, who remained in the hovel and crept further inside, searching. He found a couple more rooms both of which had several old items strewn about, including a mat for a bed, and what he was most interested in, a couple of chests. Rez approached the chest carefully, hoping there were no traps. He shook out his hands, then slowly and carefully lifted the chest top. It came up with difficulty and loud squeaking on its rusty hinges. Once it was up, he looked inside. As they headed toward the other entrance, Valina asked the old man how long he had been there. He seemed to stop and think like he was trying to remember. Then he said, Haven't I always been here? 
Is there a time I would want to remember that I wasn't? Valina said, I don't know. I asked you. The old man stopped and looked Valina deep in her eyes with an appearance of eerie peace. You, too, will feel that you were always here, once you've met the master. Right beyond that door, he pointed at the entryway. Tell me about your master, Jarn said. The master never comes out, but you feel him around you, the old man said. Everywhere in this valley, for he is the valley, you know. Rez found old, dusty survival equipment that hadn't been used in decades inside the chest, but there was also some clothing at the bottom. He glanced the clothing over briefly, recognizing it as very old-fashioned. But since it wasn't valuable, he dropped the lid of the chest closed and walked outside. Just as he arrived, the old man was getting erratic again and saying to the others, You must go now! Go! Meet the master! He began to run away, but he stopped suddenly near Valina and said, but don't give in to your hate down there. It will lead to a dark path. He then looked briefly at Jarn with a familiar stare. Then he dashed away as though fearful for his life. He did not go home. He ran away into the labyrinth of canyons where he began screaming and laughing in turn, the echoes of which continued to be heard. Everyone now looked at the darkness of the doorway. Valina led the way down the dark entryway. She had her lightsaber in her hand but it was unlit. The same went for Elor and Jarn, who were behind her. They could feel the power of the dark side lurking within the chamber, filling the air with an unseen aura. The chamber was dimly lit from an unknown source, allowing them to make out some of the details within. The vast hall was filled with unnaturally well-preserved statuary and carved stone columns, but what drew their eyes the most was the raised plinth upon which a stone sarcophagus rested. Vresh, Huff, and Rez now stepped up, all of them in line facing the plinth at the front. Suddenly, a horde of twisted canines came rushing out at them from the dark corners behind the pillars. The force-wielders lit their lightsabers, and Huff set his gun to kill. Everyone began firing and slicing. Vresh jumped ahead into the heart of the fray, slicing and dicing. A swirl of energy appeared out of the wall, and another, larger, twisted canine emerged. This one was nearly all muscle and bone, and its fangs were too large for its mouth. This was the Alpha. It charged straight for Vresh, who was ready for it. Then, another form appeared near the front, atop the plinth. They all heard the dry chuckle that echoed through the tomb. A voice, dry as long-dead bones, whispered into their minds. Welcome, interlopers. You are brave and foolish to set foot within my fortress. They saw the shadows in the corner of the room roil and flow toward the sarcophagus, writhing as they formed into a smoky, translucent figure in flowing robes that wavered, despite there being no wind. It was the Sith Lord, and his blood-red lightsaber bit into the air. A wave of fear ran through them all. Rez turned and ran to the stairs, unable to deal with the terror that was gripping him. The dogs were still coming at them. Those with guns shot at them. Huff shot at them. Vresh went at the Alpha Dog. Those with lightsabers rushed to the platform. Vresh tore into the Alpha Dog, ripping it to shreds. Huff shot down the remaining dogs. Vresh went at the Alpha Dog. Those with lightsabers rushed to the platform. Vresh tore into the Alpha Dog, ripping it to shreds. Huff shot down the remaining dogs. Rez pulled himself together at the stairs and shot at the Sith Lord. It easily deflected the shot. 
Puff shot the ceiling above the Sith Lord and it reached its hands up, stopping the rubble in midair and sending it flying at Jarn. Jarn sliced the rocks out of the sky with his lightsaber and kept coming at the Sith Lord. The Sith Lord then looked Jarn in the eyes and his glare cut through Jarn's spirit. Jarn's mind fled back to his childhood on the wooded world of Deveron. He saw his father, a Jedi in hiding, beaten and bruised by Imperial guards who came to take him away. He saw the death of a Jedi Master and his Padawan on the same world. He saw his own failures, as he had run through the trees, slipping and damaging his legs so badly he nearly became an invalid. He saw only failure and ruination, and he fell to the floor in anguish. Valina, meanwhile, was feeling a darkness growing within the room, one that was not visible or detectable to normal senses. She did not know how this thing could be beaten, so she paused and closed her eyes, looking into the Force for an answer. As she did, she found peace and looked beyond the Sith Lord confronting them. She saw it for what it was, a spirit of an ancient power trying to bring out the evil from within them. She remembered the words of the old hermit, don't give in to your hate down there. It will lead to a dark path. As Valina was searching her feelings, Aelor rushed up the platform to the Sith Lord. She began to spar with it, their lightsabers crashing into one another. The Sith Lord laughed, his cackles echoing through Aelor's head. Valina hurried to where Aelor had been, calling to her. Aelor did not hear her friend. She only heard the voice of the spirit taunting her. You gave up on that table because you know your only good use is to give your spirit to someone who can use it better than you. Fury coursing through her, Aelor struck hard at the Sith Lord. Swinging fast and aggressively, she knocked his lightsaber aside, cut off an arm, and pulled back. The Sith Lord laughed like a maniac, his voice filling the hall. Jarn was coming out of his daze, looking around and feeling the dark and the light wrestling within the room. He began to understand what was happening. Elor was torn between her friends and fighting. The Sith Lord said to her, I am weak. Strike me down. Or would you rather be a victim again? Elor leaped at the Sith Lord and struck him with all her might. She struck again and again, but he parried every blow, laughing at her as he did. At last, he force pushed her back to the platform. She steadied herself and ready to strike again. But this time, Valina reached out to her with the force. Grasping Jarn's hand, Valina sent memories to Aelor. Aelor saw the two of them interpreting the secret language together to get the coordinates to the lost ship. Aelor saw when she pushed Valina out of the path of falling boulders, nearly sacrificing her own life to save Valina's. She remembered getting the information in the bar and finding the map, as well as everything she had done to get them here. She no longer felt weak, and she came out of her angry days. She saw Jarn and Valina meditating, and felt the darkness of the room lifting. Figuring out what was going on, Aelor turned off her lightsaber and hurried away from the apparition. The Sith Lord chased after her, taunting her. He will catch you again, it said. The words got through to Aelor, and she turned back toward it. Vresh grabbed Aelor and held her back. She calmed down again and pulled away. But then the spirit of the Sith Lord entered Vresh's head. And what have you done but follow all of them, slave? They see you for the beast you are. You're nothing but their pet. Vresh roared with anger and rushed the plinth, his vibro knives ready in both hands. The Sith spirit was cackling as he came. Then Huff shot Vresh in the back with his heavy blaster on stun, knocking the large Wookiee to the ground. 
The Sith spirit continued to cackle, but his voice was fading. The light side of the force was gathering, and the spirit began to diminish. They felt the air around them crackle with energy, as if before a great storm. Visions flitted around them on the edge of perception, and the shadowy figure of the Sith Lord seemed to be reaching toward them as if struggling against the gale. Suddenly, the tomb illuminated with a soft flash of white light. As the light died and the members of the group struggled to focus their eyes, they saw the figure had vanished. The tomb around them was just a room, a room that had no power over anyone any longer. Moments later, they heard feet shuffling in the stairs. Framed in the stairway, now upright and regal, was the bearded hermit. He wore the garments Rez had seen at the bottom of the chest, and he bore a lightsaber, which he now lit. The old man spoke, but not in a frail, senile voice they had heard before. Instead, it was with a booming, commanding voice. You have banished your inner demons, and with it, the darkness covering this valley, he said. Some of them in the tomb recognized the voice as the one they had heard in the crystal caverns. Now, Padawans, are you prepared to be trained? This has been an RPG Storytime presentation of Age of Rebellion. Join us next week to hear what happens next. If you'd like to see a visualization of this episode, check out our YouTube channel. The link is in the description. If you'd like to see other things written by the author of this show, you can also find that in the description. Happy gaming, everybody!